and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you this week? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well. You are you are back in the cold Northeast, but you have returned from being on property where you were experiencing this year's Festival of the Arts. And I will say it was definitely cold for Florida down there. It was sweatshirts and jackets at night, but this is one of my favorite festivals and this year it kind of surpassed my expectations. Well, it's one of those to be perfectly fair and I don't get to say this a whole lot, especially with Orlando. It's one of those festivals that I haven't been to, but it just screams to me every year. It's just the dates are inconvenient for me as a traveler. So give us this year's dates. January 12th, 2024 through February 19th, 2024. And they've got to end it and push it out of the way because just nine days later, Flower and Garden Festival opens. (laughs) Well, so incredibly short. I mean, you're talking just a little bit over a month. What do you think makes this festival as unique as it is? It has so many elements to it where... Obviously, Flower and Garden, we know what it's focusing on. Food and wine, obvious what it's festi- what it's focusing <laughs> right. on. Sure. We've got Festival of the Holidays. But this one, arts is such a broad category. It's about visual arts, performing arts. It's about music and all the different, everything from vocal to instrumental to drawing to painting to chalk work. I really wish that they would shorten Flower and Garden a tiny bit and give this a few more weeks because it is an incredible festival. It really has become one of my favorites. And I had said probably about a year ago that they should all just be called the Epcot Food Festival. <laughs> right, right. But this one, while it certainly has food booths and unique food booths, there's just so many elements of the festival for everybody to take in and enjoy. Well, and you mentioned, obviously, Festival of the Arts. So you've got the culinary arts, the performing arts, the visual arts. It's one of those things where Epcot just kind of is is happy to be the blender, so to speak, to, to put all these things together. So I guess the question that is on everybody's mind is, while you're there, what is there to do? There's so much to do, and I'll... Also preface it by saying that 98% of it is free add-ons. Nice. Things that you can take part in in the park that don't even require reservations that are specific just to this festival. Well, that's fun. We'll, we'll yeah. certainly take that. You know, we've done we've done shows on this festival before, so I know some of it might be a repeat. So if it's something that we are repeating, you know, just let us know. But run through some of the stuff that you that you experienced that you thought was fun. I will say the the good and the bad to what I do, as listeners know, and you certainly know, Jeff. I'm always there for the opening of things. Right. I want to be one of the first to experience it so I can share it with you, so I can share it with our clients. And sometimes the downside of that is, you know, I'm there and I'm in and out in a few days. The weather did not cooperate on day one of this festival, which meant the chalk art, which is one of my favorite things to see, was not happening. 
they do phenomenal. They bring in artists that paint, so to speak, with chalk, huge murals right on the ground on those walkways that connect future world to world showcase. And one side of the walkway is usually all Disney chalk paintings. And the other side is all famous paintings. So day one, there was none of that. And it always makes me sad. I'm like, oh, I always hope it doesn't rain during this festival. <laughs> right, yeah. If it, not only do you miss it because they couldn't do it, but then if it happens on like day three or four of the festival, I feel horrible because it's they all washed spend away. Some yeah, of them, yeah. eight or 10 hours sitting on the ground creating these pieces that then get washed away. Yeah. Um, but I did see them on day two and day three, and they will rotate over the five weeks just for that reason. Um, definitely worth If you can be there while they're starting them, I always suggest going by in the morning and then coming back by in the afternoon. It's amazing what these artists can do. Very cool. And then the next thing for that, and it's in a new location this year, and it's set up a little different, which I loved, but right in front of it, um, right in front of those walkways is the kids chalk area. And normally they've had that over by the living seas and the kids can all just draw on the ground. There's lots of walkways there, but I think somebody realized the problem that I just said to you, if the weather isn't overly cooperative, even if it's not raining, once the ground is wet, it kind of does away with that activity. So while you can draw on the ground here in the kids' area, they put in a massive chalkboard display. So on day one, when the weather wasn't cooperating, the kids were still able to do chalk art because they could do it right there on the board. So I thought that was great. That's cool. Okay. What else? They do a paint-by-number mural. Again, it's one of the things that I encourage you to see as soon as you can when you arrive. And then later in the day, or even if you're back there for a second day, they always do a series of four murals. They are 30 some odd little squares high and over a thousand <coughs> squares wide. Again, no charge. You just stop at the booth. You get a little pod with a specific color paint on it and a number and a paintbrush. And then you get in line and you can go and paint any 10 squares in a specific section that have your number. And they create these big masterpieces. And it's been the same four pieces for years. After you paint your 10 squares, you exit, you throw your paintbrush and your paint pot in the garbage, and you're, you're given a bookmark so you can see what the final mural will look like. In the past, it's been famous paintings like Starry Night, but this year, they did four unique Disney murals. One is the monorail over Epcot. One is a very modern artistic take on figment in different variations. One is all of the countries around World Showcase with Spaceship Earth right in the middle. And then the last is probably my favorite. It's a little sampling of each of the Epcot festivals. So really neat to see that and you can check that out on our facebook page if you want to see what they all look like well and it's one of those things too as somebody who has no um artistic ability we'll say as far as painting or drawing or anything like that you can't really screw this up it's, it's not it's not doesn't take the best artist to, to help uh, make this experience great 
As long as you can recognize your numbers, one through nine, you're Correct. good to go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I know one of the other things that you've always spoken glowingly about with this is, you know, the visual artists that are performing there. I absolutely adore Trevor Carlton. If you don't know Trevor and you haven't seen his work, we do have it on our YouTube channel. Trevor does a full painting in under 20 minutes. I will share my disappointment. You can buy the live performance piece, but I have missed out on it three times now because I usually wait until 60 to 90 seconds in till I have a good guess at the character and I'm sure it's somebody that I want. And by 60 seconds in, it's already sold. But Trevor paints dances and performs and does this full painting in 20 minutes. The man has more talent in his pinky than I have in my entire body. <laughs> and he performs twice a day, probably about 60% of the days of the festival. So definitely check the app for his performance dates, or I'll put a link right to his page. He always shares his dates and you can kind of roll through his page and see all of his performance pieces. Um, his very first one of the season, Steamboat Willie, is the one I really wanted to buy, and sure. I'm bummed that it is not hanging on my wall. Sure. Well, now it's in the public domain, so you can just draw it yourself and try to sell it. It's fine. And I'm sure it will be <laughs> right up there with his talent. Um, he shares that stage at different times during the day and during the week with the Art Defying Gravity acrobats. They've been around in Epcot. They come and go through various things throughout the years. And then there are four different musical performances that rotate onto that stage. Um, one is a guitar player, one is a harp player, one is a saxophone player. And I will say, you probably don't find this in too many places. The fourth one is somebody playing the didgeridoo. Ooh, I like that. So, <laughs> you know, but again, out in the open, maybe a stop and you watch their 20 minute set. Or maybe you're just walking around the World Showcase. You're going into some of the little festival booths and checking out the art, and you hear their music carrying. Either way, you kind of get in the spirit with it. Yeah, sounds very cool. All right, where where else do we go for things that are that are free for us to take part in? The artful photo ops. Um, I've talked about them in the past, and I'll be honest. Last year, I shared my disappointment that they haven't changed in years. Right. They're scattered around the world showcase. They're those things where there's like a back and a front and you can step into the middle to be part of the scene and have your photo taken. Yep. You can be in the yep. Mona Lisa and all these different ones. But again, they've been the same for years. They did one section as you're actually entering the world showcase that is what I've kind of called the new storybook picture setting. Okay. You can step into Beauty and the Beast, Mary Poppins, or Sleeping Beauty. So I love that they're new, and I, of course, love that they're Disney-themed. Yeah. Who, who wouldn't? Uh, sticking with Disney-themed, this next one, we've, I feel like we've talked about in so many different locations at so many times, but it's still really awesome. The Animation Academy, and yes, so many different locations. Um, I've actually done this more than once here it's unique it is in the american gardens theater so that same spot where you saw candlelight processional where you're going to see disney on broadway during the day that really large outdoor theater where three quarters is covered right across from the american pavilion 
they do the animation. So it's never going to be full because it's such a large area. They give everybody a clipboard to draw on. They've got the animator up on stage. And of course, they've got a close camera up on his drawing board. So you can very easily see it. If you love drawing or want that experience, it does happen multiple times a day. And each session is always going to be a new character. So do it more than once if you love it. Very fun. My kids would eat that up. <laughs> we're right We're right in that wheelhouse right now. I know we got a couple more that were free. What else did you see that you really enjoyed? So this one actually took me a while because I really enjoyed it. They're calling it chock full of character. Freshly painted characters within different scenes. So you can find over in the UK, Peter Pan is flying. As you enter the Mexico pavilion, you can find some of the Coco characters. There's a total of 22 characters um, throughout the World Showcase. I did hunt them all down. So if you go to the show notes, you can click on either the link to request our little cheat sheet that'll tell you who's in what country and you can go looking for them. And if you need more than a hint of that, click on our YouTube channel. I've got them all in video with a little bit more description to make it easier to find, but they're adorable. Um, Again, just some fun things. If you're a Frozen fan, come on, aren't we all now? Sure. The Snow Bunnies make an appearance. Um, Pascal is in one of the countries. Mulan is around. So lots of different things to see. Every country had at least one. Some had two or three. And then our last experience that in was free is something that we've we've come to know and love. The Disney on Broadway concerts. I can't get enough of them. I saw the original Anna and Elsa. And what I love about them is, well, all of them are obviously former Disney on Broadway performers. They don't just do their shows. So even though it was Anna and Elsa and they sang from Frozen, they also sang from Little Mermaid. They sang from Tarzan. They did a song from Greatest Showman. One of the things that they did this year with the scheduling is they mixed it up a little bit. Typically, whoever you see is usually there for two or three nights in a row. What they did this year is they rotated them. So the festival began on Friday. Friday and Sunday was one performer, and then Saturday and Monday was another. So if you were just there for the weekend and just there for the festival, you could go two nights in a row and get two entirely different performances, three performances a night. You can get this on the dining package. I will say in general, except for the closing night, because it is more than two performers, I don't find that this fills. So unless you need to be up front, you don't need to pay that additional fee for the dining package. And again, even if you don't get in and don't get a seat, you can stand in the back in here because it's an open air theater. (laughs) Got it. Okay. Uh, Well, you mentioned the dining package, which is obviously an extra cost. There are some things in every festival that, that you can pretty much do that are added cost. What were a couple of things here? The big thing is the scavenger hunt. And I think they've added those for the kids where you pay a fee, you get a special card, you go hunt for the things, you place the sticker on your card. 
And in theory, you used to do the hunt, return it, and get your prize for completing it. Right. Now, they give you the option of picking up your prize at the same time that you purchase the hunt because <laughs> right. you basically paid for your prize. Sure. I think the festival has so much to offer, and quite frankly, while you don't know where all the things are hidden, you find them as you're going through whether you paid for the hunt or not. It's not an outrageous cost, but I like to pick my own souvenirs. That's me personally. One of the other unique things that they do that I kind of made a scavenger hunt out of, even though it's not, is a lot of the outdoor character spots during the Festival of the Arts have a character sketch next to them. So if you go early in the morning before the characters are out or in between sets, it'll be very obvious where the character spots are. For instance, the spot where Belle is had a big easel with a picture of Cogsworth. So if you do your picture with her, you get that extra photo in there. But if you just want to have fun, go hunt the easels. Very cool. All right. Listen, we've we've made it 17 minutes. We're talking about a festival at Epcot, and we haven't talked food yet. So it, it's time. Talk to us about the food. We've we've had the conversation about the food before, so you know, give us anything that maybe is new. I will say I did very little food this festival, and there were two reasons for that. The first, as I said earlier, I always go when the festival opens, and I'm not going to be naive and say that I'm the only person there that podcasts or blogs or cares about opening day of the festival. Opening day, food booth festival lines are crazy. Sure. And because the festival opened on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday, we typically advise our clients, unless those are your only days or there's something unique that you want to see in the festival that's happening that day, Saturday and Sunday are busy in Epcot during the festivals. So while I did try two of the new items, there was a very small amount of new items, so I didn't feel the need to have a lot of food. And most of the food lines that I passed, I would have been anywhere from probably number 30 to number 50 online. Wow. And frankly, I wasn't willing to wait. <laughs> no, that, that's that's very long. <laughs> so I did try the new dessert trio, Ooh. which is a chocolate tart, vanilla bean cheesecake and strawberry mousse. It was amazing. It was part of the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. Say that 10 times fast. Every festival, they always pick something. It's a cheese theme. It's a color theme. And if you get any five of the designated items, and usually that represents like less than 10% of the menu, you get a stamp each time you purchase it. And then you bring that to a special designated booth and you get a free snack. And so here, if you do any five items, and honestly, if you loved the vanilla bean cheesecake as much as I did, you could do that one five times. It doesn't have to be five separate ones. You get, in the case this year, it was a special cookie that looks like a painter's palette, so very thematic, along with a berry smoothie in a special plastic commemorative gl glass. And again, that's free. Not to be confused with the commemorative glass of figment that comes with your grape smoothie that you can purchase with freeze-dried Skittles. And as many of you may remember, I had that one last year. So the line for it is still there. <laughs> they had lots of the old favorites. The tomato soup and grilled cheese was there. Lots of great desserts. So 
plenty of food opportunities again, but I really liked that this festival didn't focus on the food. Sure, sure. Uh, there's always a line for popcorn buckets. Where do we land here? This is a new one. I'm a little perplexed by it. I'm going to be honest. Last year, there was the big figment bucket. You know, everyone tried to get to it and it sold out pretty quickly. Yeah. This year's a variation on a figment bucket. It looks like the building that the figment ride is in and there is a little figment in it. It is a clear glass bucket. It is not shaped like a popcorn bucket. It is shaped like that building. So it's not a real practical popcorn bucket. <laughs> no. But it is a cool popcorn bucket. It does also light up. So that's an option. And one of the things that I will say that I love about it is, and Jeff and I will probably land a little opposite here. While Jeff is all about getting off of the technology, I do love when they use the technology to save me time of standing in line. So instead of waiting in a forever line to get my popcorn bucket, and maybe it sells out by the time I get to the front, I can mobile order that figment popcorn bucket, and then it will assign me a pickup time. So I like that part of it. Sure. I don't know how the Imagination Pavilion popcorn experience <laughs> blends together, but I'm interested to see it. I can't wait. And it lights up. So anything that's shiny, people are, are certainly in for. And figment. Shiny and figment. Those are the two things that, that everybody the, signs The number of people wearing them around their necks walking around the park is just surprising to me. Nah, nothing surprises me. Uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Anything else that we want to talk about regarding this festival before we say goodbye? There obviously was some festival-specific merchandise. I would say because of the length of the festival and the purpose of the festival, the festival merchandise itself was limited because a majority of the booths are about buying art. And so there's great art. There's also a lot of the artists make appearances. They will sign your art for you. One thing I will say that was pleasantly surprising to me is if you are looking at buying some of the larger pieces, the shipping is so incredibly cheap. I know I've looked at buying art in the gallery on the Disney cruise ship, and I find the shipping can be outrageous. Here, if you're spending in the $1,000 range, which could be cheap on art, but could be an expensive vacation item, Shipping is $40 as long as you're in the continental U.S. Sure. So don't let, you know, how am I going to get it home be the thing to talk you out of some amazing art. I've got my eye on a couple of pieces. I've narrowed it down to four, and one of them will be on its way to me before the festival comes <laughs> to an end. Well, that's great. Listen, as we say every time, anytime something has started, you are there. Thank you for taking the, the plane ride down to property to experience it. And uh, have a great week. You as well. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share on your Facebook and Instagram for other Disney fans to enjoy. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>